It's the Sleepers Podcast, Tuesday, November 28th, coming to you live at 7.02 a.m. Eastern Time. First time we've recorded this early ever. Uh, I have a large iced coffee that I've taken one sip of, and I'm looking forward to taking sip number two of. Carter Elliott's powering through off pure adrenaline, and I'm honestly terrified of that. Why are you doing that, and why do you not have a coffee? Uh, Because I had to spend a Monday watching bye games, and I'm waking up today, and I get to watch some good basketball games, and that will get me through. And I didn't wake up early enough to make a coffee, so I just wanted to hop right on. Got it. I Well, I'm going to give you the credit. I think you're a mental monster right now. Uh, hey, full podcast episode here. That's what we're here to do. We may do a quick little recap of St. Mary's game. That's really the only game from last night that uh, caught our attention. We have a bunch of previews up on the Sleepers Media YouTube channel right now for Tuesday night's game. Shout out to our good friends, Connor Hope and Riley Davis over at Heat Check CBB, who also got a couple of previews in the ACC-SEC Challenge up on the channel for us yesterday. You and I did three of them, so go click subscribe. Uh, get active in the YouTube channel. I think Kentucky fans discovered us yesterday. That's kind of fun. No, That's fun until it isn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that comes with all fan bases at this point. But I'm enjoying the discovery period before things turn south, before uh, – Rob Dillingham has like a one for 15 shooting night and we have to address that. Yeah. It's, it's like the honeymoon phase in a relationship. Like we, yeah. we get that with fan base. It's like, Oh, look at these, look at these two strapping young gentlemen talking good about my team. And then the one time one of their players blows it, we're the first to speak on it and things don't go as well. Yeah. The moment I start tampering for Mike Woodson for Reed Shepard, that's when I think they're going to hate me. I don't know when that's going to be, but it's going to happen. Ooh. Okay, that could be a whole other topic in itself. Like, you gave me Reed Shepard, Liam McNeely, and then um, Whispers, Dylan Harper, maybe? I don't know. what. Should we do a weekly tamper time segment? Like, just Tuesday tamper time? (laughs) It's just, who who would we tamper with this week? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I I already have one in my head, because that's how much (laughs) of of a sicko I truly am. It's easily Max Tindiana. Oh yeah, that's good. All right, that, that's, an, that's that's an easy one. So if you could give another one that's not so obvious, well, I, mine, I appreciate. That. I just did. Mine's Reed Shepard to Indiana. <laughs> Why to Indiana though? I don't know. Why are we tampering so hard for Mike Woodson? Things are weird. Uh, anyways, let's start the show as we usually do with your YouTube comment of the day, Cart. What do you have? Okay, I got it right here. But you you just started a whole new thing i need to know where reed shepherd is from because i want to say he's from <laughs> indiana and then we like actually have something cooking why do i feel like he's from texas he's from kentucky we're cooked he ain't yeah, never, never and it, and his dad went to kentucky he's a legacy player yeah it's over yeah never is it though yes it is <laughs> okay all right let's go here another good youtube comment day per usual um, I'll go with this one from Jason Wright, which was on our Purdue and Texas Southern preview, which, by the way, just to comment on this really quick, part of the recap and the preview thing that we're doing, we're doing like all the game. So I'm sorry if you have to listen to Michigan State, Georgia Southern preview and like good teams versus Ken Palm 300 and 200 teams. But that's part of the game. That's part of what's happening right now. But um, this comment is y'all rock. You actually talk about basketball. 
you remind me of Mark Titus and Tate Frazier. I like that. You like that comp? Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. No, there's like I feel like I feel I feel like I listened to those guys and they left a space in the two man game in the in the pod and roll. And uh, what better than me and you to take that take that that fill that void? They definitely did leave a space. I was an avid Titus and Tate listener. Um, I may have shed a a thug tear the day that they broke up. Cart it may have happened, but uh, they're both on to other things now are you just like making a loud breakfast bit right now in front of the camera is that what you're doing is it loud did you just no it's it didn't make any noise but like it was visually loud like you just teed me up with a softball titus and take question just to immediately throw some emergency in front of the camera yeah well for those who don't know i mean it's like it's winter like winter's here for the game of thrones fans like winter's not coming winter's here and there's stuff going around and we were at Thanksgiving and kids don't know how to cover their mouths when they cough and sneeze and stuff. So it, it's emergency emergency season. OK, I thought you were going to say the emergency C season. And I, I was, was extreme, <laughs> I was extremely close to saying that. But, yeah, it's it's back and it's better than ever. Did you have a Thanksgiving moment? You talked about how there's always a moment at your family Thanksgivings. Was there a moment this year? Uh, the main moment was during the thankful period. We were eating right as Michigan State came back. And it was my turn, and I got up and left to go watch the game. That, so was, that, that caused somewhat of a stir. So you were the problem this year? Yeah, I was. Hmm. Are you okay with that? Like mentally, emotionally, you feel all right being the problem? That's fine. Also, there is a way bigger problem that I can't expand upon on this episode that I will tell you offline. Really excited to hear about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it, Gregory, it might be the most biggest problem yet. Wow. Really excited to hear about it then. Okay. Uh, yeah, my my family didn't have any crazy problems this year, although we did have a good, uh, like, legitimate cry with my parents. So that was interesting and unique. Uh, back to your Titus and Tate thing real quick. I feel like this is one of those, like, like an NBA draft prospect coming through the ranks gets compared to a player. And then like the player hears it and either they're happy with the comp or they're upset with the comp. Are you happy or are you upset with the Titus and Tate comp? I'm happy with that comp. I'm cool. Uh, Do you think you're Titus or Tate? Uh, I think I'm Tate. Whoa. I would have said you're Titus. I like the name Tate better. Okay. All right. We'll leave it at that. Big fans of those guys. Uh, Maybe one day Mark Titus will put us on his list of thousands of college basketball people to bring on his show. I'd like to see. I bet there's like a Google sheet out there somewhere. And there's like probably like 900 names of potential guests. And I don't think we're on that list right now, but I think one day we will be. And I'm looking stay, stay, hey, stay low and build always. Uh, okay. Let's move to the discord. By the way, another flurry of people joining the discord yesterday. I think with this new preview recap model, I think a lot of new people, new fan bases are discovering us, which is fantastic. And then in the description of our videos, there's just a big link that says, join our discord click here. So I think people are clicking it which is great, but people also still somehow, despite me saying it every single day, do not know that you have to pay for the Discord. It's $9.99, $9.99 a month to join the Discord, 
And uh, we're not trying to like do this desperate money grab. I'm sorry, but the the whole point of this is to build something that is somewhat sustainable. And right now, this is the only great way to support us as a duo is to join this Discord for a $10 a month fee. And you get to be part of this awesome community that's building that really loves basketball. And, you know, I, I think Guy told us we should talk about this. One of the benefits of this is there's a lot of activity when games are going on in the Sleepers Discord. I now look forward to this as like where I want to be engaging in the middle of a Purdue game or in the middle of a Michigan State game in a way that has never happened before. I think that's really cool. I think that's only going to grow. I think that's a great reason you should join the Discord. But yes, you have to pay. So because I swear to God, my heart breaks every time I see four new notifications in the welcome channel and none of them actually convert to paid Discord members. It just crushes me, Cart. Yeah, the, the hop on the server notification is just, it, it it breaks me. So, like, once you hop on the server, hop in your wallet, and just throw, throw, throw the $9.99 out there and come join the Discord, and I sound like a broken record, just give it a month. I promise you, retention rate. You're not leaving. Besides Jeff Parks. Love you, Jeff. Which was on come me, on. by the way. That was on me. Jeff, it was on me. Uh, yeah, I just like mm, mm. now. Now I'm sounding needy here, but mm, can I be needy for a second? Yeah, this also ends with Jeff coming back too. By the way, oh, like that's that's, that's coming full circle. He's coming back. That's good to know. Uh, just to be clear, I'm gonna be needy for a moment, so you can just skip ahead thirty seconds if you want to ignore me being needy here. There's a lot of discords. Or a lot of people asking you to join their Discord that are asking for like twenty five bucks a month or more than that. Like, there's some crazy Discord prices out there these days. Nine ninety nine a month is not that much. Like, I spend nine ninety nine a day on something trivial, and that's a problem. Like, I need to meet with a financial advisor and have a conversation, but. That could easily be redirected to the Sleepers Discord if needed. And I think it would be a more fulfilling experience for my pockets. I agree with that. What was your, what was your last trivial purchase? We just go buy coffee like every day. And we could but easily you, you got, make you it. You guys have, see, that kills me because you guys have an espresso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's way better than store bought coffee. No, disagree. Yeah. Not, okay. not Big B, presented by Big B. I have other words for the for the good folks at Big B. I'm All sick. Right. I just want I just want to be known as this does go across some people in the Big B corporate office or in marketing that we get sent pictures of people buying Big B. So where's our code? Send us a hat. Like, come on. Yeah, I still don't know how to get a sponsorship for a pot. Like we we officially have the numbers for this. Like we're on pace to do over two million YouTube views this season. Like our our listens on the buzzsprout right now are awesome in in the mid four digits every single week we have enough things to get a sponsor i have no idea how to get a legitimate sponsor and we need one somebody help and not you please 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 not you i don't i don't want to fake sponsor bigby anymore all right (laughs) (laughs) to the discord comments which we read every single day uh we start today with our guy guy who says seven and oh, that's all I want to say. You know what I'm talking about? Creighton at the end of the week. Still have not beat a team that won't be in the CBI. So I don't think uh, nobody responded to guy. We gave him a laughing emoji, I think. But then like 
two hours later, he was right back in saying Nebraska receiving votes and tagging us in it. So he just wanted to make it clear that we know he's talking about Nebraska. The court Oscars might be good, though. They might be good. Okay. Like I, that Nebraska game could could be a thing. In the Nebraska Creighton game? Yeah. Yeah. I got Creighton alternate line 20. <laughs> Great. We'll see. It will be a pissed off Creighton team. Uh, you did say in the Discord, you said they haven't beaten a team with CBI aspirations even. And that's facts. It's true. Uh, Travis Nelson is here. He says, I agree with Card saying J.J. McCarthy played a good but not great game. Although I will say I do agree with Greg, too, in that he was the difference with his legs, especially on third down. For the big picture, though, we'll never know truly how good or great he is because of Michigan's scheme. Did we just get double agreed with? I think so. But I think we'll be able to decide whether he was a good or great quarterback by the end. Yeah, but that's just legacy. You know, yeah, like, isn't true. there a difference between, like, he's a great quarterback versus he earned a great legacy? Yeah, true. I think I've realized doing this all the time that I hate legacy talk. Really? I don't know. I feel like it more so, more often than not, it ruins something that's good. Like, someone can do something so amazing and so good, and unfortunately, because of the way things shake out, one moment just... Yeah. Kills everything and just opens up disrespect for life. There's only one winner in these horrifying games that we play. And that's sad for a lot of people to put a lot of time and effort and talent into these tasks. Uh, quick hypothetical here. Was Stetson Bennett a great quarterback? Was Stetson Bennett a great quarterback? Yeah. Was he a great quarterback or does he have a great legacy because he was – the head of the greatest snake college football scene in 30 years. See, I used to be in the good portion of Stetson, but like he, I mean, this goes back to like the offensive thing. Like he put up some crazy ass numbers too. Did he? Yeah. Stetson was at the Heisman ceremony. Yeah. Like Stetson's numbers are, were crazy. I, I don't think he was at the Heisman ceremony because of his numbers. I could be wrong. I'm, we might have to get a, a Stetson Bennett like numbers. Look, if I'm not mistaken, like he has some crazy numbers. Uh, I'd love a side by side of Stetson and JJ's numbers if we could. I don't have that readily available in front of me, but we'll work on that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Follow up to that just quickly. If JJ McCarthy current version is on Georgia the last two seasons, do they win two national titles? If JJ is, yeah. Instead of Stetson Bennett, their starting quarterback is current J.J. McCarthy. Mm. I want to say yeah, but like also J.J. doesn't take care of the ball. I don't think like Stetson took care of the ball, but that might have to do with the team too. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, SEC too, just different. Okay. All right. So you're you're holding strong in the camp <laughs> that J.J. McCarthy's just not that great. No, he's I, he's good. He's not great. But he might not win a national title on Georgia because he doesn't take care of the ball. And, like, in the big moments. Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett. I'm going to numbers you real quick. Stetson Bennett, seven interceptions his last two seasons. J.J. McCarthy, nine interceptions his last two seasons combined. Can you can you do the, can you do the, uh, the touchdown thing and the yards thing on there, too? 
JJ was better than Stetson his junior year. Stetson had a lot more passing numbers his senior year than JJ did. That's what JJ have his junior year. How many touchdowns? 22 touchdowns to five interceptions, 2,700 yards. Okay. I mean, I mean, 29 and seven and 20, 2,800 yards. His senior year was crazy. Senior year was great. Yeah. That was second, crazy. second senior year, he was 26. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. JJ's good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, good, good, not great. Okay, <laughs> can I can I say one last thing to wrap it up? Great, I mean, good. You're gonna hate, Sorry. huh? Yeah, no, you're gonna hate this. JJ McCarthy, depending on where he's drafted, is gonna get some GM fired. Yeah, that's I do hate that. I think he's gonna be a pretty good NFL quarterback. You I think. think what would you say to me? Would you say think, to me, Romo? Yeah, I think he's Tony Romo. What about Brad Johnson? Mm-mm. I think he's a good starter, and I don't think like he's not. I don't think he's a first round pick. I think he's a second. Oh, you don't? No, I think he's a second or third round pick because oh. people are going to have the same concerns you do. I think he'll go second, third, latest fourth, and I think he'll I- immediately when he gets a shot, he'll be a good NFL quarterback. Not great, but good. You can win games with him. I'm telling you. Yeah, I want to like see Kurt, him in a system like that Kurt has. Him. I I want to see him in a system that has him doing things. I want to see like, it. Like throwing the ball and stuff? He, I'm telling you the kid can hoop on the football field. I'm telling you. I'm That's just, what I'm saying. Like, let, let's see him in someone that just, like, lets him just spin the rock. Has there ever been a moment that you've been like, he can't do this? Or are we just criticizing that he can't do it because he doesn't do it? Because, like. Well, there's also there, there, there. Have you ever thought there might be a reason that they don't do it besides yeah, the having re- quorum the in the reason, running game? Talk the reason. The reason is they're thirty-three and three in the last three seasons, just handing the ball to Blake Corum. What right. more reason do you need? Because that because that help that helps them. Because if they if they did if they unleash JJ, let him rock, dog, it would hurt them. You correctly said it yourself. He's throwing to Roman fucking Wilson. He's not throwing mm-hmm. to Marvin Harrison Jr. It would be just asinine to say, let's go throw the ball 60 times a game to Roman Wilson. Like, right. okay. the, the fact that that offense is even two-dimensional at all, throwing to Roman Wilson is a testament to J.J. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. God can't damn it. Any, can't, can't get any receivers. So they don't want to play with a good quarterback. They want to play with great ones. Yeah, great receivers last two years. They graduated. Yeah, Ronnie Bell was sick. <laughs> I mean, he's no Keon Cole, yeah, no. that's for sure. No, no one is. I mean, damn, man. <laughs> I hate, Why? Why is it 7.21 a.m. and I have to look at your smug little face sitting on here talking about how bad Michigan's quarterback is? After this he's good. He's good. How he's, he's going to get an NFL GM fired? How the team doesn't throw the like? What are we even doing here? It's ridiculous. Let's get some positivity in here. Fam is here to provide that. He says, "Fashionably late. What are your top three Thanksgiving food items?" Uh, stuffing, dark meat, sweet potato casserole. So you like a good dark meat stuffing? One could say. How do you feel about mac and cheese as a Thanksgiving food item? 
it's gotta be it's gotta be but made by the right person like I, that was another thing that upset me uh my my mother usually does mac and cheese and she let she let my aunt kind of rock let her let her have the pill she wasn't she just wasn't ready for the moment she wasn't ready yet do you view that as an essential on thanksgiving or no yeah i mean i'm i'm like i'm all sides like the if i can get some chicken or like a honey baked ham or like i'm i'm taking that over any turkey meat honestly uh like the sides are is where i'm going down honorable third mention that might make his way into third that's underrated a good hawaiian roll i don't hate that do you like the rolls warm or just room temperature uh room temperature is fine think it's a game changer when you get like oven baked rolls that is true for a moment that's yeah Yeah. oh very true love buns love steam buns we do love a good steam bun here uh my answer would be mac and cheese stuffing and then probably mashed potatoes just simple good one yeah those are my straight straight up mashed potatoes no no gravy on those I, I do not like gravy. That's I'm sure it's not a surprise to you, but I don't. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm not upset with anybody that puts gravy on anything. I'm, I'm also not upset you for just having because if mashed potatoes are made correctly, in my eyes, you don't need gravy. Like that goes yeah. with your point of how you feel about like that. This is the one where it actually aligns with your theory that it's good by itself if it's made correctly. Yeah, so th- that I will agree with you on that. I appreciate that. Yeah, you no, just put a little, you season it up with the butter, put some salt on there, and uh, the other big thing is like if I'm if I'm really working the side game on a Thanksgiving plate, that means I'm like, you might hate this. I don't know. It means I'm doing a good dip of every turkey bite in the potatoes. Like that's what I'm doing, and I'm not doing that if there's gravy on the potatoes. It just feels different. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Frisbee 31 says live in-game chats on the discord app is a big plus for subscribers. It's been a lot of fun so far. Real-time reactions, gifts, debates, celebrations, good times. Thanks Frisbee. hundred percent agree. What's the next, are we in there for the Michigan state game tonight? Probably Purdue game. Probably. Probably. Probably, Yeah. We'll be in. I mean, we're in there for, we got threads for most, I think most games or majority of fan bases in the discord. And then we got like a general channel where, you know, you can talk about any game. I believe there was a lot of St. Mary's in Utah talking there last night. Yeah, maybe a little uh, general channel Kentucky-Miami tonight. I'm really looking forward to that game. Tristan Freeman yeah. says, any thoughts on the current Detroit Pistons after last night's loss to Washington? Uh, they are the epitome of a two-pack of hot ass. I hate that team. And they're unbearable to watch. What do we do about it? We 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 leave. It's our time. We gotta go. Like we leave the fan base. Yeah, yeah. We have we have to we have to explore our options, but leave the door open. Okay, let's do a five minutes max on this because I'm pretty I'm pretty distraught about it. I can't square how bad they truly are with how good I think our young core players are. Like I think Asar Thompson is awesome. I know he has massive limitations right now. I think he's awesome. I think he does a bunch <clears throat> of winning shit. Uh, I. I think Jalen Duren's awesome. I feel pretty strongly about that. I know he's not healthy, but I think he's awesome. If there's someone who's not awesome, who we kind of think is awesome, I think that's Cade. I, and I know there's all the, the big analytical deep dives of if he's actually good or if he's actually bad and nobody knows. I'm starting to think he might be kind of bad 
I don't know what to make of it. I, I don't think he can be a first option on a winning team, given how bad this team is and how good I think some of his surrounding pieces truly are. But maybe this all is just stupid because we just need shooting around him. If we just add shooting, maybe it looks totally different. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I, I just don't think we can ever give up on the fact that we need shooting around him. But, like, you, you say that, and even, like, guys like Jay Nivey have – I think stepped up and answered the challenge a little bit of Monty Williams, like benching him. And he's actually played pretty well in limited minutes while playing behind Killian Hayes, which is a a travesty in itself. But yeah, this, this product of this team is God awful. Like we, I think I, what, what do we win? 17 games last year. Mm -hmm. And then we bounce back and we're when we won two so far. Spins on. We get the number one pick. (laughs) In a, in, a, in a draft year where you don't want the number one pick low-key. Ah, you always want the number one pick. You don't want to be outright tanking, but you always – like when when the draft gets here, we want the number one pick. If okay. we're not ready to win a title, we always want the number one pick. Who do the Pistons take number one? They have it this year. I don't know. That, that don't says know. a lot. That says a lot about not wanting the number one pick. I think I know who I would take based on everything I've seen right now. Who? Jacoby Walter. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Like you, you lump in Jacoby Walter this team, he doesn't fix a lot. <laughs> like or, or Xavier Booker, he can space the floor. All right. I look. I know we're just doing the projection shit, but um, I don't know. I don't know what you do because I I don't think you can give up on like Cade Asar Duran. Right? You can't just like you can't admit failure and blow that up right now. But you can't. But also like just give me. And you know I've come around on beef stew just just a just a t- just a, a tiny bit. Give me Duran at the five. I don't care. Give me Jacoby Walter at the four. <laughs> I, I I do not care. Asar, Kate Ivy. I think we should just shut everybody down again for two more seasons. Play <laughs> play the tank game through the Cooper flag draft, and then see where we come out on the other side. Uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. They should be better, but like also. Like I don't, I don't feel any better about this team if they're like six wins instead of two wins right now. They suck. If they were gonna be bad, we might as well be as bad as possible. And until I, I'm more, it's more of an indictment on the front office though. Like it might be time to part ways with the GM and Monty Williams already. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine to part ways with everybody that's not Cade during Asar. We we should have. We honestly probably should have seen the writing on the wall when the Suns got rid of like, why are we always getting coaches that are coming off great coaching years that get kind of semi fired for no reason. Like we did the same thing with Dwayne Casey one coach of the year got fired. Monty Williams coach of the year, the previous year fired. I still think Casey's a decent coach. And honestly, I think uh, how bad Monty looks with this team right now shows you that Casey was a decent coach. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There's a conversation to be had there. Who's your ideal Pistons coach, by the way? Like, if you could get any name on earth to coach the Detroit Pistons, who's your ideal coach? Hmm. Drone Tang. Hmm. It's a fun one. Yeah. Mine's Tom Izzo, for the record. Uh, Guy (laughs) says, given all of this talk about the features of this fabulous Discord, which listeners can join for only $9 a month, parentheses, an absolute steal, we should utilize the Watch Along channel more. Agreed with Guy. uh, We need to do, 
we need to do like a live. You and I are going to sit down and watch a game and do commentary on it. And other people can like audibly join us. That is a feature we can do in the discord. We just haven't made a lot of time for it. Cause we already dedicate so much of our lives to each other to do recaps and previews. Yeah. And actually interacting in the channel because if it was the watch along, it'd be like, it'd be like this. Okay. All right. Here we go. Guess we got WAP this half. <laughs> All right. Uh, it should tell you how oh. much h- how much our beloved paid members of the Discord are promoting the Discord for us here. Should tell you how cool the Discord is. Join the Discord, everybody. Links in the description. It's $9.99 a month. Don't forget it. Uh, final comment of the day here. This is from Malik Perry. He says, another good episode. I'm tired of talking about WAP. Fears needs to take his spot by force. The only difference between them so far is experience. Would Kohler being healthy and AJ out make this team better? Before you answer if Kohler being healthy and AJ being out would make this team better, I just want to simply address the fact that Malik has proposed roughly five times in the last seven days doing something about AJ Hogard, quote, by force. What does he, <laughs> what does he mean, Carter? <laughs> I, I don't know, but it also scares me what he means by <laughs> it. But by force holds holds a lot of weight. I will say this. I am intrigued with like the comeback of Kohler and Kohler at the four and what that looks like. I actually am. Okay. Or or honestly, even at the five. Like I I feel like Kohler can do a lot of things that the other bigs can can't do. And also whispers the things you say he doesn't do well. He just he kind of does just as well as the guys that are playing now. So I also am excited for Jackson. I do think he's going to earn minutes. I do think that Jackson Kohler back means we don't even think about Xavier Booker ever again, though. Like we're we're adding another four that can actually shoot into the mix. Like that's if 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 Kohler actually is in the rotation, that means we are never going to see Xavier Booker again this season. Add add that to the another reason why it's an absolute shock that we can't get Xavier Booker to play hard in practice. Openings, yeah. opportunity, yeah, there yeah. for the taking. Yeah. Didn't want it. Yeah. All right. Tough. Uh, if you want to hear our full Xavier Booker thoughts, you can go listen to the Michigan State segment of the preview of the Georgia Southern game tonight. That's all for the comments portion of the show today. Thank you to everybody in our Discord that supports the show. Let's get to the topics card. The ACC-SEC Challenge kicks off today. Uh, This is a two-day event now, Tuesday and Wednesday. I have a full preview uh, from a betting perspective of all 14 games of this event. It's available up on the Action Network. I tweeted out yesterday, so go find that on my Twitter profile if you want to see that. But what I would like to do with you is go game by game through every game that will be played in this event. And I want to do a quick pick. I want to do a quick winner. What do we expect? Uh, Just kind of fly through these, give our predictions, and we'll see how many of these you and I are on the same page for. Um, It should be noted, every team in the SEC plays in this event. Every team in the ACC, except for Louisville, plays in this event, which is hilarious. And this is uh, the first year of the non-ACC Big Ten Challenge. RIP to the Big Ten. Some are saying this is like the fork in the moment or the the stick of fork in a moment of the Big Ten is cooked. Uh, I am saying that the Big Ten wins this event by default and that the ACC is scared. So do you have any thoughts before we get into actual games themselves on the ACC-SEC challenge? ACC as a conference? 
traditionally known as smoke duckers. I'll just say that. Any specific people or teams that you associate with the ACC that fall into that category for you? Top to bottom, just a bunch of smoke duckers. Hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Let's get to the <laughs> the picks portion. This starts with uh, – there are some really, really good games. There's also some, like, really eh games, so just bear with us here. <laughs> this starts with Mississippi State at Georgia Tech. Mississippi State, 21st in the country, 6-0. and They are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Who do you like in this one? Uh, I like Mississippi State in this game. I actually like this Mississippi State team. Interested to see what they look like when they get to Lou Smith back. Um, because I think he's a really, really good player. But I like what I see from the Mississippi State team. Hubbard's good. They got some JUCO guys. Jans is a good coach. Um, I, I like this Mississippi State team. Okay, so you think they win comfortably on the road? Uh, you, I think they win the game. It is on the road. I see the spreads at nine. That's a lot. I feel like Georgia Tech might be a little bit sneaky good. Miles Kelly, who is on my fantasy basketball team for Sleepers Fantasy League, really good player. Stoudemire's in his first year as coach. Uh, but I, I, I would lean Mississippi State, honestly, covering even nine in this game. Yeah, I love Mississippi State to cover. I love it even more now that you said Georgia Tech's best players on your fantasy team, which is one of the worst organizations I've seen from a fantasy What are you, talk- what are you talking time. about? I'm not last. There's 24 teams in the league. I would hope you're not last. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm in like playing game territory right now. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, that's that's not making me bet Georgia Tech in this game. I mean, you're talking uh, you're talking crazy spicy for someone who's in like 12th place. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Two and one. I'm top eight in this league. That's where you want to be. Okay? okay. I took a tough out of traveling gonad who has a great team. He took about nine players that were on my list every single round. Okay. Uh Hey, I I have a number for most of these games since I did the research before writing this. Uh, I like Mississippi State to win and win big in this game. They are really good at guarding three-point line. Opponents shooting just 24% against them on the season. Georgia Tech can't shoot. Really bad team, 269th in the country in three-point shooting. I don't think they're going to get anything going from deep in this game. Mississippi State's actually good. I uh, will take the Bulldogs. So 1-0 SEC. We're aligned on that one. To game number two, it's Notre Dame, South Carolina. Who wins this one? Shrewsbury, kind of a moment for him. He could come in and have a big upset here. I love my guy Shrews. This roster so bad, South Carolina. Okay, but Notre Dame did already get the upset, like, marquee win against Oklahoma State. So we know they can do it. That was kind of eye-opening. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Is this spread 10? It uh seven and a half. Oh, okay. I don't know what, what website I'm looking at. Um I think Notre Dame will cover. Seven and a half. Uh now I'm now I'm switching up on here. I do love Marcus Burton. He's fun. He's like Malik He's Mack fun. if Malik Mack was less good. <laughs> Malik Mack is the barometer now. Yeah, for 140-pound uh, so. freshman guards, yeah. I still think South Carolina wins this game at home. Yeah, I think Carolina wins and covers. Uh, once again, I think three-point shooting could be the difference. South Carolina is 21st in the country in three-point percentage. They make 39% as a team. Notre Dame's three-point defense stinks. They leave guys open all the time. So I think Carolina is going to have a lot of opportunities to hit shots from outside the arc in this game. That's 2-0 SEC. Just – Noteworthy. I mean, again, ACC ducking certain conference here. Really? Are we sure about this? 2-0 to start. Uh, all right. LSU at Syracuse. 
I can't shake Syracuse. <laughs> I can't shake them. Every... I, I, you you came out with the statement that you were done. Every time I'm done, they keep pulling me back, me back. I love them. <laughs> I think this team's awesome. Uh, they're not awesome. They're objectively horrible, but I think they're awesome, like aesthetically awesome, and they hate each other. They're they're objectively not aesthetically awesome. So I don't know what to make of it. It's like my toxic girl. I just can't get over, man. Like they're so sexy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I don't think LSU is very good. Like Will Baker's uh, their only good player, and I think he's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't think the, I don't think LSU is very good, uh, and also LSU hasn't played that great of teams either. At least Syracuse has like the Maui challenge under their belt. Um, I, I think that Syracuse wins this basketball game. Okay, Syracuse is one and a half point favorites. I'm also going to lock in Syracuse. It's in my daily picks. Hey, I have them to cover. Uh, I do. I just think there's going to be a moment in this game where like Syracuse looks up and realizes they're not playing. Tennessee or Gonzaga and has a moment of clarity of like, Oh hell yeah. And LSU looks up and realizes they're not playing North Florida and has a moment of like, Oh shit. And I think that's, <laughs> that's all that's going to matter in this game. Ultimately Judah Mintz and JJ Starling got to deliver. I do think uh, when people worry about Syracuse's body language, I think you only need to worry about their body language when they're going through some tough times. I think this is a team that could have some front runner energy where they jump and win a big game and the byline, which looks fantastic. So hopefully tonight, that's what happens for my orange Uh, to the game of the night, Miami, Kentucky. This is at Rupp arena. We have a full preview of it up on the channel. Uh, This might be the first one we disagree on unless something has changed since last night. Who you got here? I have Kentucky in this basketball game. I don't know if the cover, but I think Kentucky wins this basketball game at home, national TV, Miami's a really good team. They have the young guns. They make a statement. A statement win at Rupp for the young for the young Kentucky Wildcats. Okay, yeah, I'm going statement win at Rupp for the old Miami Hurricanes. Uh, old versus young. Give me old every time in this era. I am laughing because somebody in uh, the comments on our preview, <laughs> I had a quote where I was like, Miami has a bunch of 23-year-old dudes. Somebody said, literally no one on Miami is 23 years old. <laughs> it's so, a phrase. I, I, yeah, I just want people to know that's that's more of an aura, okay? You got to give me a little leeway here. When we say 23, we don't mean 23. We mean old. Uh, I, I like this Miami team. I think they're a big game team. I think Kentucky has essentially pissed away two bad performances against the two teams with a pulse they've played this year, including the game against Kansas, where everybody came away really impressed with Kentucky, but they blew a 10-point halftime lead to Hunter Dickinson. Um, I think Miami shows up. I think this is a really fun offensive game. So give me the Hurricanes in the upset win. I have this now 2-2, two, 2 ACC, 2 SEC. You have 3-1 SEC. That's kind of fun to monitor because you were just shitting on the SEC. No, I was shitting on, loving- shit, no, 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 shit on the ACC. One of your losers from Feast Week was the SEC. I'll take yeah from Feast Week. This ain't Feast Week. All right, uh, Missouri at Pitt. Pitt's kind of fun. I don't think can Missouri's I, fun. Can I ask you one simple question? Which team has a, a player by the name of Bub Carrington? Pittsburgh. Okay, give me Pitt. Yeah, I like Pitt a lot. This is one of the first ones that I don't like the team to cover that I think wins the game. I think Missouri covers uh, whatever the spread is here. Actually, no, I don't. Sorry. Ken Palm had Pitt favored by nine. This line is all the way down to minus five and a half. 
I don't like Missouri to cover that anymore. I like Pitt to cover five and a half. Uh, yeah, I think Pitt's good. I think Missouri is sneaky bad. Nobody's talking about it, but they lost to Jackson State at home. Uh, they got just the the Minnesota game they won they looked so bad in like they were down 15 points to Minnesota for much of the game I think that's closer to who they are than a team that can be competitive against a, a good team and I think Pitt's actually good like Pickout ran out of the gym by Florida who I also think is good other than that they've won every single game on their schedule by double digits this year so yeah. I think we we could be getting statement win territory for Pitt which means I have it three two ACC look at the ACC on life support right now. NC State at Ole Miss. I think this is the game I'm least excited for in this event. Who do you got? So Ole Miss had a dogfight with University of Detroit earlier in the season, and UAD is one of the worst teams in the country. They did have a close loss to BYU, which we are high on, but ended up losing that game. I do like some of the guys that NC State has. Like I think their guards are like objectively fun to watch um it is at Ole Miss but I think I will lean NC State like I I think Ole Miss isn't that good they don't have a lot they don't have some of their guys with waivers yet um I just don't think they're that good I'm with you I am taking NC State here um the only thing that really scares me is like I do think Ole Miss's coach is a lot better than NC State's coach and I don't like betting on the bad coach against the good coach and like a pickup game but um Outside of that, I don't think there's a ton to love on Mississippi's roster. Uh, NC State plays really fast. Mississippi plays super slow. So I think like whoever can dictate tempo wins this game. And based on everything we've seen, I think like an up and down game, if NC State can score early, could bode really poorly for Ole Miss. I don't think they want to get in a dogfight with a fast team that had some offensive success early. So yeah. give me NC State to win. That's now 4-2 ACC in my book, and you have it 3-3 right now. Kind of crazy. Uh, Clemson-Alabama is the final game of tonight. Late one on ESPN. We have a preview from Connor Hope and Riley Davis at Heat Check on our channel in depth on this game if you want to see that. Uh, you and I have not talked about this game at all. Two teams that honestly both should be tournament teams. Both should have some life for a deep run in the NCAA tournament this year. Who do you like? Uh, yeah, a, a, uh, a Caucasian chaos matchup with Grant Nelson and PJ Hall for me. I think two of my favorite or maybe not favorite, but like underrated players in the country. My apologies. I use the word favorite player in the country too much, but I I do love Grant. That's what I'm laughing at. I'm not laughing at you calling your favorite. We're just, we're branding this as the Caucasian chaos. Yeah. Give me Grant Nelson versus PJ Hall. Caucasian chaos, Caucasian caucasity. I don't know what it was. What's the word for two things crashing in Caucasian crash. I thought Caucasian chaos was just what you called your mom's side of the Thanksgiving every year. <laughs> no, I called them something else. But, um, yeah, I, I honestly think that Clemson actually gives them a game in this. Like, I see the spread at nine. I think that Clemson has enough guys, and they're underrated, and they played a lot of basketball together that they can be better. Um, Alabama, I think they have something, but at the same time, they seem like a team that's not cohesive to me yet. They seem like they have guys. Like they have hoopers. They got guys who can put the ball in the basket. Sears, Estrada, Nelson, but they foul a lot. And I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm strong enough to pick Clemson to win at Alabama because it's a very tough place to play. But I like Clemson to cover nine. I am exactly with you. I think cohesion 
could be the difference here because Clemson has played together a lot. They added Joe Girard, but like Chase Hunter and PJ Hall have played together a bunch, been through the battles. Alabama, so you said like they got dudes. I don't think their dudes are that good. Um, like I know like on paper they are, but I, I think you watch this year's Alabama team and compare it to last year's Alabama team, like their players got worse at a lot of positions. And maybe that changes by the end of the year, but like with all due respect to Aaron Estrada and Grant Nelson and anybody else who's on the floor that's not Mark Sears for Alabama, like I think I think these are steps backward from the guys who are now in the NBA that played on this team last year. So um I, like they're still going to be the number one offense in the country because Nate Oates is going to run his system and it's going to work. But I fear for what happens when they play good teams legit. Cause I don't think Ohio state's a great team. And like Ohio state was definitively better than Alabama from start to finish in that game. So uh, for that reason, I can't really believe that Alabama's nine and a half point favorites in this. I love Clemson to cover. I will pick Alabama to win, but it will not surprise me at all if Clemson wins this game. So, okay, 4-3. At the end of day one, I have it ACC 4-3. You have it 4-3 SEC. Today, number two, where we start with the best game of this entire tournament, in my opinion, or whatever you call it, event. Tennessee, North Carolina. Uh, I don't think – I mean, you and I clearly don't trust North Carolina, but do we still trust Tennessee? I I trust Tennessee more than I trust North Carolina, and I will go with Tennessee to win this game. Okay. Okay. They don't win it without two great halves from Connect, though, right? Like they they can't win this game with another stinker in the second half from Connect. I think they still could. Really? Yeah, I do. I'm I'm out on my Tar Heels. Okay. Yeah, I guess uh, until I, they win this game and I'm back in, but I'm out for now. I think Tennessee's defense is the best in the country, and I think North Carolina will struggle with that. Um, so I'm with you. I'll take Tennessee. I feel like I have to take Tennessee to make sure the SEC has a chance to win. I can't have the ACC win this in my head. 4-4 in my rankings. To Texas A&M, Virginia, our Aggies, except I hate them right now, but normally I would really be looking forward to this game with the Aggies. Uh, Aggies. We don't have lines for the Wednesday games yet, so we might have to just do a little Ken Palm projecting. Uh, Ken Palm has Texas A&M as a one-point underdog in this game. I can't bet Texas A&M money line fast enough. Even without the two guys, though, without Radford and Coleman? You think they'll both be out? I don't know. I don't know what's up with them. I was a little upset they didn't play. Even without them, I feel like they – Virginia just doesn't have the guys to me, to be honest with you. Like, if if a team – like, and this is no shade to them, but, like, if Wisconsin can run Virginia out of the gym, I think Texas A&M can run Virginia out of the gym. Okay. Yeah, Virginia has just 97 points in their last 80 minutes of basketball against Wisconsin and West Virginia. I don't love that. Texas A&M is like not a great defense by any means, but they're physical. They're tough. So, I uh, yeah, I, I will be betting the Aggies on this one as long as they're not like three-point road favorites against Virginia. Then that scares me a little bit. But give me A&M to win. That makes it 5-4 SEC for me, 6-3 SEC for you right now. Uh, we have Florida Wake Forest. And what I am deeming the Tyree Appleby Bowl. Ah, nice. Good call by you. Uh, I'm going Florida in this game. Uh, are we in on Todd Golden this year? No, never. I'm in never? on Todd Golden's. <laughs> I, I'm in on Todd Golden's team though. <laughs> okay. Well, that that's kind of you know by transitive property, you're in on Todd Golden. No, no. 
I think no? he just okay. I like I, I think he he was like playing the transfer portal slot machine and like he kept pressing the the quarter slot go button and then like the right combination like the three cherries popped up and now they're they have a pulse like that's I'm not giving the person who pressed the button credit for the three cherries being cherries. Got you. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, Florida for win this game. Like uh yeah, Todd Golden well, he deserves so much credit for Riley Kugel being good and he didn't play him until the final week of last season. Like what, what are we doing? Um I like Florida in this game. I do think Florida is actually good. Ugh, feels so wrong to say that. Uh Wake Forest can't guard him though. Florida 16th offensively, Wake Forest only 144th defensively. I think Florida will get whatever they want in this game. Uh okay, SEC with a little separation now. Now we have Duke at Arkansas. Kind of a like critical come together moment for the must bus early in the season. Arkansas sitting here just four and three pretty disastrous week. Last week, Tremont Mark was in the hospital and now in comes a Duke team that we've repeatedly said is soft on the road against a desperate Arkansas team. I don't know, man. What, what do you think? Uh, yeah. Let me, let me scan my Metro card my or insert my bus token to hop on the must bus for this game. This is this is the perfect storm for Arkansas. They things aren't going well. They need a win. They get to play at Bud Walton, which is one of the hardest places to play, and they get a team that is soft. Like they are going to smother this Duke team, and I think that Duke's going to crumble under the Bud Walton and Arkansas style of play in this game. I think Arkansas wins this basketball game. All right, I think you might have just talked me into it, but coming into this segment, I was on the opposite side of this, strictly because of this. This is the last four times we've seen Arkansas play basketball. A loss at Bud Walton to UNC Greensboro. A double overtime win over Stanford, which should have been a loss, other than some crazy luck. A loss to Memphis, a 15-point loss to Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis. That's just a bad basketball team. Like, I don't I don't care about the rest of it. And now you take Tremont Mark away. I don't know if he's playing this game or not. I would assume he's not based on the fact that he was stretchered off the floor the last time we saw him. Like, if they, if they don't I'm have so, Mark. I'm assuming he's playing. If they don't have Mark, though, they lose this game, right? I'm actually under the conviction that anybody could be out there uh, for Arkansas for this game just because this is what Arkansas, this is what they do. Like so things they, are down. They get in Bud Walton. They play a big game against a really big team in Duke. And they turn it up. Just, I mean, they turned it up against Purdue in that exhibition. It's just kind of what they do. So this is a fade Duke for you, not a love Arkansas. This is just a fade Duke and it's a, it's a, it's a kind it's, of believe in Arkansas. It's, yeah, it's a little combination of both. Okay. Mine's a mine's a fade Duke, but it's a fade Arkansas more. Give me Duke. I think Duke wins and covers, even though they're soft. Uh, moving on, Boston College, Vanderbilt. I think I said a different game was one of the least exciting games earlier. I was wrong. Who do you have in this one? Uh, can I not care? No. Okay, I'll take Boston College. Yeah, me too. Post is really good. If you haven't watched Post Quinn, is, Quinn Post, Post is really great. good. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. He needs to go somewhere else. Yeah, kind of kind of should have. Uh, Ken Palm, by the way, has Vanderbilt winning this game by one. This feels like a spot where Boston College is going to be favored on the road, and maybe that's a weird little betting spot to look at. But uh, Vanderbilt is bad. Yeah, well, last we saw Boston College, they blew a seven-point lead to Loyola. So, yeah, true. tough spot. Georgia, Florida State, I, I forget, is 
So I just picked Boston College. That means ACC. And I just picked Duke right before that. How many left do we have? We got two games left. I think I might be 6-6 right now. You are 6-6. Oh, my God. I'm terrified. Georgia, Florida State, who wins? I think Florida State at home wins this game. Do you think Florida State might be, like, good at all? Like, any chance they're actually they're, good? They're, they're, they're sneaky good. I was impressed with their win against Colorado, a good Colorado team. Yeah, me too. Um, I think Georgia's offense is, like, horrific. Just want to say that like they're they're making twenty nine percent from three, uh, like really really low, almost three hundreds in like effective field goal percentage. I just think they're they're bad. Like R J Melendez is one of their best offensive players. That's really bad. Uh, yeah. I, Florida State should shut them down defensively at home. Run away with it. Give me Florida State. I'm now seven six ACC. Holy shit! Virginia Tech Auburn in the final game of this event. I sneakily like this game. Like I, I, I sneakily kind of like these teams. Virginia Tech's coming off a pretty big loss to FAU, but FAU was kind of rolling. Um, I think any team would have lost to them. Uh, Auburn, I, one of the guards that I'll never be able to shake. I won't be able to shake that team ever as long as Aiden Holloway is still employed by them. Um, oh, but I love Couture and I love Padula for Virginia Tech. I'll probably flip-flop on this one by the time game time comes around, but I think right now at Auburn, I'll give them the edge for the home court advantage. I think it's got to be Auburn right now. Um, Virginia Tech, when they've been bad, has been really bad. Like, they got ran out of the gym by Florida Atlantic before Florida Atlantic was playing well in this game. Um, They have been impressive. Like, they beat Boise State and Iowa State. Both teams are are good teams, but – Auburn to me, yeah. At home, they should win. Um, I think this spread could be like nine or ten, though. And if it's that, really, you got to look at Virginia Tech. Yeah, very true. Yeah, we'll see. All right, uh, fun, fun segment. So I have a tie, and you have yeah. what? Yeah, the SEC. I have the I have the SEC winning. I think by two games. Okay, maybe three. Overall excitement level for this event. Like, are you? You into this? Yeah, I'm into it. I'm pretty excited. I think there's some good matchups. Okay. All right. Good. Me too. Are you are yeah. you excited? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't move you. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's there's two games I'm like really pumped to watch. The rest I'm just kind of like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mo- moving on. Uh the AP poll updates came out yesterday. And uh, I was alerted to this not by seeing the poll. I was alerted to this by tweet notifications from our Sleepers Media account that were tweeting, uh, well, just some some pretty cringe-inducing puns is what I would call it. Apparently, that was you on your game there. You had to address this in the Discord. Uh, you wanted to air your frustrations about the A people using the Sleepers Media account to do so. I'm trying to find the exact tweet. Uh, I can't even find it. Did you delete this tweet? No, you said Associated no. Press. More like Associated Mess. Am I right? <laughs> That's pretty good. Why are you upset with the AP poll? Uh, because I personally don't think that anybody should have gotten number one votes outside of Purdue. But that wasn't my main gripe. My main gripe was also kind of towards the end. Like, Ohio State beat Alabama straight up in a game. And somehow Alabama's in the top 25 and Ohio State isn't. 
Is that your real main gripe at the end? No, for the main part. If you're trying to ask if my main gripe is Michigan State not being in it, like I, that's not a gripe for me. I don't think they should. I don't believe you when you say that. Why? I don't I think don't, they should be in it. I don't think you'd be tweeting like meme jokes from the Sleepers account if this wasn't about Michigan State. I don't think you care enough. Like you're you're I mean, going got, to, you're, I, you're I picking got, up the torch and going to war for for Purdue. That's what you're doing here because they not they, really. I just I I mean all my homies hate Dan Dockage and all my homies hate the Associated Press. I don't get it. I don't get why that has to be an enemy of this show and of you. When like your your biggest gripe is the team that got voted number one wasn't unanimous. <laughs> I mean, there's I mean there's a couple gripes. Those were just like those are just a few. That okay, I just give me more can't... gripes. Give me more gripes. What are the other Hold gripes? On. Hold on a second. I, I I literally have all types of gripes for you, real quick. Just let me go ahead and pull this up real quick. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Liberty in the top twenty five over Colorado State, who just blew out. Creighton, where's Liberty? Liberty's at 25. Colorado State's in the top 25, aren't they? No. Yeah, they are. They're 20th. Are you looking at the right one? I think so. Yes. No. Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) All right. I'll take this back. You know what? I actually (laughs) might have made a monumental mistake here. I did. I know what I just did. What'd you do? I looked at another. I looked at another poll. It wasn't the Associated Press's poll. That's classic. Whose poll were you? Me. Whose poll were you looking at? Uh, the guy who wears long sleeve under his polos. Ah, I got it. Okay, so <laughs> Michigan State got fifty-seven votes, which puts them in the others receiving votes category. Which puts them, if you were actually ranking this out card. They would have been 31st in the country, according to this poll, just ahead of Auburn, just behind TCU. Does that feel right to you? Do you think Michigan State's the 31st best team in the country? That sounds about right. Saw Graham Couch was going off a little bit, saying, like, voters don't watch. Michigan State should be higher. They earned a higher role, just a, a higher ranking based on the performance against Arizona, who's obviously elite. You disagree with that? You're okay? I'm okay with that. We're like we're three and three, and we haven't. Our, our we're three and three, and our best win is Butler. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then yeah, I, I get I get we were in a dog fight with Arizona. Is that is that what you want to call it? But once again, like moral victory votes not happening. Did the Michigan State Arizona game actually qualify for a dog fight? Uh, in my eyes, the second half was a dogfight. It's a good game. I guess I just want a dog- definition on dogfight. It was a very good game. Back and forth. Like the, like the, the game was back and forth and close in the second half. Okay. Then I guess that's a dogfight. Maybe there's different kinds of dogfights, though. Like, maybe there's... We are, we are not going to break down dogfights on here. I just Maybe there's, like, Mike Vick dogfights where it's, like, two pedigree fighters. And then maybe it's, like when Benji and Pierre went at it. Like, you know? I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, golly. You're, you're trying to downplay the fact that I called it a dogfight in the second half, man? Just let, just let me be unranked and let me live my life, please. No, I just, I, I just want some definition because I use the term dogfight a lot, and I want to know when I'm allowed to use the term dogfight. 
That's good. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I mean keys or whatever. Okay. Uh, did Michigan get any votes? <laughs> no, they did not. They don't deserve any either. So not one. No, they don't deserve. They're they're yeah, they're not there. They're not close right now. I'm okay mm. with that. I mean, I'm not okay. I'm I'm <laughs> sad about that, but that's appropriate. Uh, Purdue at number one. I believe they got every vote except for was it three votes or four votes? Three, yeah. And okay, so you think it should have been unanimous, no questions asked. Yeah, I I do. After Maui, I think yeah, it should have been. Purdue would have been my vote for number one. I'm okay with it not being unanimous. At least the votes went to Arizona and UConn, who I think uh also are in the discussion. Like if Mark if Marquette or Kansas or Houston had gotten a vote, I would have been like, what are we doing here? Um, with that said, it seems like Purdue's fans as a whole love to celebrate poll rankings. Have you picked up on that at all? Yeah, they do. They're infatuated with polls. I'm not saying they shouldn't celebrate being the number one team in the country, but there's just like a lot of like actual account celebration of this in a way that I don't know that I would have expected this year, at least maybe in past years, but like this year, I thought this year was all about like the end goal, not like yeah, and and uh, like you did that you did this last season, like you were number one last season. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. You were pre, you were preseason number two this year, like, and you went up to one. Sick. You should you should celebrate it, but I feel like in past years it was more of a surprise, which made it more of a moment, and this year. I don't know. I just I was a little surprised the the account like the boiler ball account was so into the number one rank. I guess you got to do that. It's good promotion for the program. But to me, just a little like, yeah, you got bigger dreams. I hope Purdue. I, I hope we don't forget that. Let's remember that. Um, can I give you my final AP poll take real quick? Of course. I hate polls. That's my take. I think they're stupid. I don't think they matter at all. I, I, I hate the discourse around this on November 27th. I think it's pointless. I don't get why smart basketball people care about this at all. And I haven't really seen anybody just come out and be like, why are we still doing polls? Like, <laughs> I get we have to have polls. I think it's easy content. I think it's easy dialogue. I think it engages fans at all levels because every fan has a team. And even if they just watch their team and nobody else, they think their team should be higher. And it's a discussion. That's great. I just think it's completely pointless. Like there, there's people that are really upset online about their team coming in 25th and not 23rd. It doesn't matter at all. It, it straight up does not matter at this point in the season. It doesn't matter if you're first. It doesn't matter if you're fifth. It doesn't matter if you're in the others receiving votes. I don't care. I don't care that Michigan State's unranked. I wouldn't care if they were ranked 15th. Doesn't matter. And and the truth is. With where this sport is right now, there's five great teams, and then there's a bunch of just, like, good to average teams. Like, there's there's not a huge difference from the team that's 10th in the country and the team that's the last team in the others receiving votes right now. There's just not. So, like, why why are we even doing the dance that we care about this on November 27th? Yeah, I mean, I just got to disagree. I'm very in on polls. Uh, pause. Uh, like, I, like, if I can get, like, polls are just great. Polls are polls do a lot of things, and it's it's polls of any spelling or form too, like polls that hold up basketball hoops, polls for tetherball, polls for rankings, mid ranking polls, taking polls on where we should go to eat. Like I'm I'm big on polls. 
8.06 in the morning and I have to sit here and deal with you being big on polls. I'm sorry. Final topic today, uh, Dylan Harper deleted a bunch of Rutgers stuff from his social media profiles. He tapped Duke and Indiana posts pinned on his profile. The speculation is that he could be nearing a decision, maybe nearing an announcement here. As he nears that, Rutgers is nowhere to be found on the profile. He's long been rumored to just be a lock to Rutgers. What do you make of this? What does this move mean? Oh, uh, this means that Dylan Harper's going to Rutgers um, straight up. Um, I I have 100% confidence that he's going to Rutgers. Uh, quick insight to Instagram world here, uh, Gregory. He are you are you familiar with archiving post? Yes. So my my theory is that he didn't delete them. He just archived them. He archived them because he doesn't want basically like a double a double post next to all his Rutgers com content. He literally just wants to throw out his Rutgers commitment posts, and then he'll just unarchive probably all the Rutgers stuff that's on his Instagram. I don't think he's going to – I do not think he's going to Indiana. I believe the other school is Duke up there. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to Duke either. I think he's going to go to – he's going to go with Ace Bailey. He's going to be at Rutgers. It's it's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not wavering. I don't think he's going to Indiana. I still – like if I was capping this, I think it's 90% Rutgers, 10% Duke. Duke was what was it? What was it? But what was it before he archived his posts or deleted them? Hundred percent Rutgers. Okay. Yeah. Even John Shire, ten percent can be dangerous. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just not the guy I would want to give ten percent. Him and Bill Self. Like, if this was other schools, then whatever. This is all fun and games. But like, the more you let John Shire hang around, the more you see brotherhood posts with the hashtag. Like, that's it's getting scarier and scarier as this comes through. Uh, here's what we know about Dylan Harper. A couple things we know about him. Great player, bucket, hooper, going to be super fun wherever he plays. Can't wait to watch him in college. We also know he is unquestionably a troll, which makes yeah. it even more fun. Like we, it's, we, it's, we it's, like that, That's in the Harper family bloodline. Yeah, th- this is a good thing. We say that lovingly, praiseworthingly. So like in a sick way, I would be more concerned if we went to his profile and it was abundantly clear he was going to Rutgers. That would tell yeah. me something's wrong here. So I think uh, it's, it, in my opinion, it's pretty obvious what's happening here. Somebody already quote tweeted this. It was just like, just to make this known, uh, a lot of times recruits basically want to pull down the stuff of the school that they're going to. So it doesn't appear as if it's a double post. That could be what's going on. We don't need to psychoanalyze it, but no, I don't think Rutgers should be significantly concerned that he's removing Rutgers related things. There isn't some triggering incident here that makes Dylan Harper turned off by Rutgers. And if anything, this is just him trying to create some, some, speculation have people like us talking about this days before his announcement do you think an announcement is imminent and coming soon i do yeah it'll be soon and it'll be Rutgers. okay can't wait that's a big win for the big 10 crystal ball crystal ball car's been pretty special this season what what are you two for two right now i think yeah i think i'm like two for two and one <laughs> that's of them special it is special yeah. that's hey. really really good keep it, coming. keep it coming my friend uh okay all right congrats dylan harper 
I said final topic. I want one more quick topic here. St. Mary's loses to Utah at home. This was late last night. Uh, we did not do a preview for it. We wanted to see what was going to happen before we did anything additional here. Um, uh, is it time to be fully out on St. Mary's? Everybody loves yes. this team in the offseason. Yes, out. it is. I'm, I'm out. The ST in St. Mary's doesn't stand for Saint. It stands for Stinky Team. They're not good. They're not good. Aiden Mahaney is good outside of Aiden Mahaney. That team is not good. Straight up. They are they they have the looks of a team that is not challenging to win the WCC or be a favorite. They have the looks of a team that finishes fourth in the WCC. Why were they good last year though? They had other people. I mean, they had they had John, they had, I believe was it no, it wasn't Logan Johnson, it was Logan Johnson's brother. Like they had some other pieces on the team. They didn't lose much though. Mm, I mean, they, they, I mean, they, I feel like they lost a good amount, to be honest, if I, if I'm not mistaken, I might need some clarification on who they lost. Cause in my head, like the team was Dukas and Marshallonis and like a, a lot of these dudes are back in my opinion. I don't know. Um, the most troublesome thing for me from this game is that Aiden Mahaney was great. He started six for six from the floor and they couldn't create any separation. They were trailing in a game that Mahaney couldn't miss. That bodes horribly. He had to play all 40 minutes in this game. He was great. 22 points, five assists, only one turnover. And they still lost by almost double digits to Utah at home. Like that's, I think this is one of the more alarming losses of the young season for any good team. And uh, I don't mean that as disrespect to Utah, who I think is really, really good and also really, really fun. Um, quick Utah thoughts from you. I feel like you would love their center, Brandon Carlson. He's a bucket. I like Utah. I just like I just like Utah's team. To be honest with you, like I think they're fun. Whole, okay. Yeah, as a, as a whole, I think they're fun. I think honestly, spin zone here making connections that shouldn't be made. Every reason you love or people love St. Mary's should be one of the reasons they love Utah. Mm. Outside of having a guy like Aiden Mahaney, to be honest. Mm. What do you mean by that? So a bunch of. Uh, bunch of fun yeah okay got it yeah guys thanks, thanks. got well it yep. yeah yeah got you it. know what i'm saying uh yeah like a man bun running around just sniping threes yeah just like a just a, okay. a good yep yep a got good it. concoction a got good it. concoction a good concoction of conca- of caucasians thanks yeah you really had to get there uh okay so st mary's in your mind let call, me call it right now not a tournament team or a tournament team tournament team how do we get to that after everything you just said? Because I think that they won't be an at-large team and they'll go all out and they'll somehow find a way to win the WCC tournament. I mean, they have to at this point. I think they've they have already crushed their resume enough. They're not going to get enough points in conference play unless they win the WCC tournament or regular season. I don't think they're a tournament team. I think they've yeah. stamped their ticket out unless they do one of those two things. So you're saying they will do one of those two things. Yeah, I think that I think they will win the WCC tournament as like a four seed. Okay. I got something I think is more likely than that. Talk to me. Aiden Mahaney shuts it down in February, enters the portal. We see him elsewhere Ooh. next. I, like I think this that. team stinks. I think the wheels are going to fall off. I think we could see like a 14 and 16 season. And if they're 500 or have a losing record, I think Mahaney's – Mahaney's gone. I think there's a lot of people that would love his services at programs that are not St. Mary's right now. Um, 
I feel I feel bad for him to be honest. He was spectacular last night, and it just didn't matter. They're just not good enough outside of him, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Utah is good though. Don't don't let that be lost in this. Utah is a good basketball team. It is what it is. All right, one big thing presented by Big B. What do you got today? Uh, it's getting cold outside, like I stated. Uh, if you have the means and you're not paying for our Discord, take that nine ninety nine and go get your car an automatic starter. It's a game changer. Okay, no comment. Is it that much of a game changer? I'm sorry. Is yeah, it- I mean, getting it, getting into a warm car and getting into a cold car. Yeah, game changer. Tells me all I need to know. What does that even mean? Just like, buckle up. You're gonna be cold for sixty seconds. Deal. Like, come on. What what life of luxury do you need to get into a car at the certain temperature? Like, come on. You handle your fake adversity and get into a cold car. Put a, I, I, I don't put a coat on. Get in the car. I'm not even I a cold get- I want to get in a warm car and I want to fire up my heated steering wheel and heated seats. So go ahead and do that. But like, don't like, don't be one of those people. that's like, Oh no, I need to give it a minute. That's ridiculous. Don't tell me you're a give it a minute guy. I I am. a. am going to give it a minute. That's so horrible. That bodes horrible for us as a podcast going forward. <laughs> uh, this might be our Titus and Tate moment. Honestly, this yeah. automatic starts on car. Yeah, I I can't I can't align myself with a give it a moment guy. I can't I can't do that. I thought we were tougher than that. I thought we were from the trenches. That's not a trenches move. That's a that's a granite countertops move. I mean, that's fitting. I mean, nothing wrong with granite countertops, but like, no. I mean, we're it, we're a stay low and we're, we're a stay low and build podcast. Let's make it unequivocally clear. I'm I'm not from the trenches. Right and. We've been very vocal about it's <laughs> we're not gonna pretend that, but like I don't know. I don't know. I we're we're a stay low and build podcast, not a stay low and give it a moment. So I can get I'm getting I, I, this is fine. I know what I'm getting you for, uh, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas now. I'm getting you a automatic I'll never starter. use it. I literally won't use it. I'm not gonna now will it. then. Mal already has one and uses it. Exactly. You don't want to throw your sweet daughter Murph into a nice. Oh, that's car. different. That's different. Don't play the daughter game. That's different. I have, to, what? I have to. I have to pamper my daughter. I have to take care of her. I have to make sure that she is uh, comfortable in all settings. Exactly. But I don't have to do that with myself. You can't, you can't take care of her and be comfortable unless you're comfortable as well. I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. Cause I'm built different. Okay. That's what it is. Uh, my, my one big thing is, uh, I think it goes unsaid too much for my liking how good and how lovely it is to just sometimes sit down and have dinner together. Like nice family dinner. Yeah. There's a nice, there's just like a little hustle and bustle going on. And we make such a big deal about like holiday meals with the big family. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I enjoyed all of my big family holiday meals with extended family over the week. That was great. Loved them. But it often goes unnoticed how critical and how fun and how important it is for a smaller family, just a wife and a husband and their six-month-old daughter who's now eating bananas to just hey. sit down and do it together, right? Just do it together. Yeah. And we, I don't do that enough. We just eat on the fly way too much because there's too much going on. But – I uh, had a nice little sit down with me last night. It was great. It was a lovely time. 
Love that. What was on the menu for we you, went, not Murph? We went and got tacos. I went up and picked up Taco Bob's. Taco Bob's, of course. Yeah. It was good. Lovely. Yeah. Great meal. Although they did I forget my chips. That was the hard that, I mean, that's that's a uh, credit to you for once again, not letting adversity get to you. That would have ruined the family dinner for me. Yeah. We hung in there. It was good. All right. Sleepers podcast. Uh, now I'm up and it's eight in the morning. That's a weird feeling. Uh, we'll see y'all tomorrow. We'll have more recaps. A bunch of Tuesday night's action will be recapped on the Sleepers channel late tonight. So stay tuned for that. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.